This is the part where we go live, Moan. Uh, not today. You got you, you almost got me again, but I'm ready today, DK. I'm 100% prepared for your shenanigans, man. That's what I'm going to call them. I do believe that the viewers will be the judge of who's ready and who's not. Because <laughs> the first thing that starts happening here, as soon as we, as soon as we pop in there, you start seeing stuff about bells. Bells. Yeah. Bells. Everything is about bells. What's that mean? That means, DK, they have been here, and they know we've now inherited a tradition of ringing the bell because that means the show starts. Are you ready for it? Uh, it sounds like they are. Ring the bell, DK. We talk about this team getting bigger, stronger, tougher, more yeah. imposing on the bus, and all that other stuff, Moan. Yeah. What are they doing it for? That's what we're going to talk about today. Wait, better question. Who are they doing it for? What's really happening here? This is very true, but I got to call this out right here too, DK, from our guy, William McDuffie, that says, late again, LOL. You know what? <laughs> That's me. 100% we're, we're, me. We're treating this like NFL kickoff now. We kicked off at, what was that, 4.03? That's perfect for a 1 o'clock kickoff, right? Now, what I show up with these things. I show up with, like, food and coffee, and I finish <laughs> the food, okay? <laughs> I can't believe I have to explain myself. Uh, no, no, it's all good. You did food and confidence is essential for this. DK. Who are we getting bigger, tougher, and meaner for? Who are we doing that for? You know, we have this time around again. We have a premier back in the name of Najee Harris, man. Um, a guy that I think you saw last year needed a break. Uh, I think a guy you saw last year also, man, is going to fight for his rights to run over people, run through people for that extra yards. I almost I like made it a song, but I didn't want to copyright infringement right there, DK. Uh, but but that's that's exactly what it is. Najee is special, man. And uh, I think we saw that. Uh, if you look at his stats also, you'll see that. But I, I would say this also. I think it's important for Coach Tomlin, the Steelers, uh, himself to be conscious of his carries, to be conscious of his hits, to be conscious of how long – uh, before you're able to get another premier running back like this. And I know exactly what this league is, because even, heck, I didn't call it out. Right, DK? Mm -hmm. This is a wash-you-out league when it comes to running backs and safeties. Two, is that the two positions right there, DK? Yes. I, yeah. I would say so. I would yeah. say so. I, I'd even say this, man. If you got a good kicker, the kickers are more safe long-term than uh, actual running back is. Like, think about that. That that tells you a lot about what they feel and, and, and expect from that position is just get them in and get them out. But you got a first-round uh, running back in Najee Harris, man, that showed crazy production in year one, has the personality of everything Pittsburgh, correct? Hard-nosed yes. guy, is a straight shooter. Born Go ahead, Steeler. elaborate more, Born man. Born Steeler, born Steeler, on and off the field. Uh, his passion is for the team succeeding uh, he talked about that when he arrived. Moan, he showed it to me. Yes, he this did. This past season, he showed it to me on the field. He showed it to me with some of the stuff that he said to me off the field, including when things weren't going well for him, when he was averaging 1.2 yards per carry or whatever yeah. that was. Okay? Yeah. And he said, I, I'm telling you, he would say to me, I'm telling you, it's there. 
I know what's I know what we're missing. I know mm-hmm. what's going wrong, and I am telling mm-hmm. you it's there. And then he would put it on himself. No doubt. It's on me. He was the one showing up for running uh, for not just running backs meetings, which you have to <laughs> for OL meetings. Yeah, he, he back in the room. Mm-hmm. He didn't mm-hmm. come in there, and, and you know, because you've seen that moan. He's sitting in the back of the room. He didn't go there to bigfoot anybody. He didn't go there to to say, "Look at me, I'm sitting, I'm spending my extra time." He went in the back just to make himself available. If Coach Meyer or any of those O linemen needed anything from him. He was sitting there. Yeah. Or, or there. when we used to do this with Le'Veon, that's not that far long ago. And D'Angelo Williams and Connor. We did it with all these guys, man. We, we'd we be in the room with them in practice meetings and tell them, hey, if you just stick with me one half of a second. That's it. There's your gap right that's there. That's it is. And it's that type of intel, man, that's very encouraging for a coaching staff and for a team that wants to rely on the run. And still, honestly, DK have to because Kenny Pickett is still young. i challenge them on this show to say i need him to do a b c and d right like we all know what kenny has to do in year one i mean year two that growth has to show but this team is still wants to lay its head on the shoulders of the run game and i think Najee is a huge part of that why would you not surround that guy i look at it like this dk the same way and you reported on this that ben every year would ask for weapons right give me more give me more give me more well, I think it's fair when you got a star like Najee to be able to have that same access. And I think that's what they're doing, too, especially when he's willing. This is my thing that I appreciate about them last year, the amount of touches. Year one, rookie. I'll give it to Coach Tatum. You got to figure out what he's about. And you're so young and dumb as an athlete sometimes. Like, we heard we heard uh, Rosie say this about Le'Veon. Le'Veon just wanted to stay in. Like, the beauty about Le'Veon, one, he was AFC. He was Pittsburgh to the core of him. But – the, the reality on the back end of that, that's a little too much for you, Le'Veon, as far as the amount of touches. You're one for Najee, man. He had 307 rushing attempts, right? And also, mm-hmm. along with that, he had uh, 74 receptions. DK, that's, that's, that's a lot of touches for young guys. Last year, 207. A lot of touches for anybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, was a huge asset to him and to our team, but primarily to Najee, though. And I know everybody wants to have that conversation about – Jalen Warren, no, 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 let's let's not do that. You have a special guy in Najee, and guess what? For the value and 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 how special Jalen can be too, appreciate them both, but appreciate them more because Najee went from 307 touches as far as rushes to 272. Now, again, it comes down to balance. He had less receptions also at 41 on the year. So that's where you want Najee at, man. If you can keep him at 250 and productive, with his touches in the passing game, too, and you get a longer career out of a guy like him, I say this, I'd love to see him be a second contract running back in Pittsburgh. Make it no a no-brainer when it comes down to that fifth-year option. DK, you know how that fifth-year option goes. Yeah, especially for that position. Yeah, I, I would say when I, when I look at the Steelers' offense and I, I hear what they're saying, when Matt Canada said, uh, in in his session with us at the draft, he said it's no secret what we're doing here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's talking about the run. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. When when Mike Tomlin says, you know, we're we're looking to to be physical, we're looking to pound the ball. Uh, it's no secret what they're doing. You're right. Great, wonderful. Here's my. I'm going to throw in one. Go ahead. All this. Let me hear it. I I love and respect Najee Harris. I. 
absolutely love the impact that he had over those last nine games and the way he went about it. Yeah, again, that's, yeah. He, was, he was a big part of not just, again, on the field, but making it happen off the field. Great, wonderful. If you're going to build your offense around a running back, yeah. one thing Najee doesn't do and has never done, including in college, is break big ones. Okay, He just doesn't have that pull-away speed. So what you're not going to have are those 30, 40 yards. You know, he, he busted it open. Okay. Uh, never mind the 50, 60s, okay? <laughs> I understand those are rare, okay? But when you're talking about – I don't want to start getting into comparing him to other guys in the NFL, but when you're talking about a Nick Chubb or you're talking about these other – the guys that you generally put into that stratosphere, Derrick Henry. Henry could knock you over, but he yeah. also – he, he had the home run. Over. He had the home run. Yes, he did. Najee doesn't have that. Jalen Warren maybe has a chance at having that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, But I also will kind of amend this by saying that he and Jalen aren't the only ones that have to run. Okay. Because if you have Calvin Austin and you're running those sweeps and Calvin Austin can be that guy that finds all that bonus grass out there. Yeah. It, yeah. I'm just saying it, it's not that simple. It's not you, you, like you, gonna... oh, okay. So, so Calvin being the home run hitter, this is my thing too. If Calvin's going to be that guy, I got to go there because we've already witnessed it. Durability better be at the front of his mindset. And I know sometimes you can't help that, but this time around, Calvin, hey, we got to stay on the field because if you are that home run go getter, Please be available for us and not let's not have it, DK, be a predictable time when he's getting the ball. Oh, it's first and 15. They're in the shotgun. Here he is lined up next to like next to the <laughs> quarterback. It's going to be a draw. No, yeah. what I say to Calvin Austin and for the people that got to call plays for him, your guy, uh, is this. Put him in in first and 10, second and five. Let him be a running back also. Don't let this be a gimmicky thing with this with this uh with this guy, Calvin Austin, man, simply because he can play that. He has shown at Memphis that he can get to the edge and hit in between the gap and make a big run because you're right. The home run side of Najee ain't there, and that ain't no knock on him. Heck, you just born that way, DK, right? Like oh, not, yeah. that 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 high gear that you're looking for, it just ain't there. My high gear no, was never there. Of, one, of our, my thing. one of our commenters just said uh, a little bit ago here. Um, I'll like to see if I can find it to put it up. Just said, here it is. It says Najee is bigger and stronger now. Actually, he isn't. Uh, Najee no. cannot get bigger and stronger than he was <laughs> for the 2022 season. Okay, his his legs were redwoods. Okay, <laughs> yeah. like his his the the, the thigh alone yeah. was yeah. like like a like a, a barrel. Okay? Yeah. It, yeah, he's not capable of getting bigger or stronger. Uh, and also, that wouldn't necessarily make him faster. He's just not that guy with that gear, but. What he is, and we've seen a lot of these in, in, in these comments today, too, is he is a clock killer. He's a clock eater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where I was going to go, DK. I love the home run. And I think it 2025 from Najee on the corners, mm-hmm. you get thunder, and you also get thunder and Jalen Warren, too. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is what I'll say, okay? Hear me out. Maybe it's not the point of having that home run hitter in this offense. That's why you got all these receivers. Like, I don't think it's – and I appreciate you playing devil's advocate on this one. And I that is a fair point to be made, DK. It mm-hmm. is. It is a fair point to be made. Can he hit the home run? I'd much rather see him 7-yard, 8-yard, 12-yard, 20-yard a team 
throughout the entirety of the game because the defense on the other side leave that game's like, God, dog, we just got beat down. Yeah. That, yeah, that is exactly. is that portion of it too. Like that was Le'Veon. Like we knew, I ain't gonna lie to you, the amount of massages and therapy and ice cub, uh, ice tubs and, and 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 whirlpools that we had to have with Dylan, like blocking with Le'Veon, though, was unique. But the beauty of it though, DK, is everybody signed up for it, and you knew that we were just it was punch him in the mouth. Screw the home run. Like I'd love to see A B and Martavis, all of them get that, but you're right. The home run ain't there. No, it, it's it's not. But at the same time, I, I we saw the formula. Yeah, we did. We don't have to. We don't have to sit here and daydream. That's fair. About whether this works, we saw nine games of it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the offense still wasn't busting into the end zone the way you want because the passing game never really got going. Tight red uh, zone. Yeah. I, I put a lot of that on Matt Canada. I put some of that on Deontay Johnson. I put some of that on Kenny. Okay, you just didn't see the passing game get to where it needs to be. Yeah. This is this is a different mix that's here right now. Yeah, um, it it you've got a group now that's got you've got Allen Robinson, where a year ago you had Chase Claypool. Not to be a jerk. Okay. No, 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 but okay. I know, I know what you mean. I mean, I'm, these are not equal things. I'm being that guy right now with this. Yes, you're 100 correct, man. Uh, which is you're very right about that. Getting in the end zone is something that has to be done from the 35 in to DK. That's what we're asking for, right? If we're not going to be able to hit a counter to the end zone, then we got to be able to get in it through the air. And Pat Frymuth is one of those guys I saw recently. He was on the top 10 tight ends list. Like he's making his rounds, man. As far as a guy, Najee's on that top 10 running back list. Like it's it's good that you got playmakers, but it is the absolute you know ending of it all get points that's what this league is all about dk but to get back to the original this beefing up this mentality this idea that look we're going to transform ourselves into a bunch of bullies and goons Mm -hmm. i think it does start with Najee harris hands down it does look at his leadership like even cam speaks about it who did coach t surround Najee with cam tj hey I know you'd rather be at home playing on the video game, possibly if he does that, but come to my house for Christmas dinner so I can show you how to be a leader, what you will be doing, hopefully, if he get that second contract. Najee's primed for this type of step up, man, and, and truthfully, seeing where Kenny Pickett is as far as being the natural quarterback leader of the offense and the team, I think it's probably more fit for a dude like Kenny, I mean, like Najee Harris. Couldn't agree more here. Uh, Rob comes at me with blame Nodge for an ordinary OL and Matt Canada. Come on, DK. Nodge deserves better. I don't think you understand what I'm saying here, Rob. No, this isn't no. a criticism. Okay, no. This is exactly who Nodge is. He has never been the guy that breaks off the big run. You know who would tell you that right now, Rob, if he was with us? Nodge. Yeah. Okay? It's just not his thing. No. Okay? He is there to wear you down. He is there to move the sticks. Yeah. Okay. That's always been his thing. He doesn't pretend otherwise. So I'm not, I'm not criticizing anybody here. This is just that's just exactly, exactly who he is, and that's by the way who the Steelers want him to be. Uh, you know what I want Moan, more than anything right now? Tell me, DK. Look like you. What is it? I, I want a segment. That really matters. And that's all. Hey, Moan, man. I, be- I believe that it is. <laughs> At DK Pittsburgh Sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams. Now, that connection's stronger than ever. Introducing our all-new state-of-the-art app. 
Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live box scores. Track the latest stats. Chat it up with our community of thousands of fans, all in one place. The new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports. Coverage that connects. You want to hear something funny? What's that? We, we uh we had that randy on yesterday complaining that i wasn't in the shop remember yeah 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 yeah, yeah. he drove 700 miles or something <laughs> and, I, and I, I called him out on here live and said randy you know you're just going to some family reunion and you made that up or whatever else that you were coming just to see me yeah well randy comes back to the shop downtown today did he yeah he did he did <laughs> he comes back down and uh with his lovely wife and he's in there and, and i said okay what were you really doing here you'll never guess Family reunion from out in Moon Township and everything else here. So I play Steeler basketball in Moon Township, man, at Moon High. Absolutely. But he he also came in and he he bought a subscription to the app. That's what reminded me of it here because we just ran the uh, we ran the app ad there. Um, there's some uh, there's some fun stuff that that goes on in this business. Yeah. John Pell comes in and gets us going today. He says, "Hey Moon, I think we had a great draft." I don't see day one starters though. Your Ooh, thoughts? That's fair, man. I got I got two guys on that day one starter list. Go ahead. And a potential third. If we're playing spades, I'm not sure if you're familiar with spades. Spades, you bid books, right? I'd okay. say two in a possible. That's where I'm at right now. That's the hand I'm playing right now. That two for me, Broderick Jones, Joey Porter Jr., and my possible is Keanu Benton, just Keanu because Benton. of his specialty. His specialty is give me one, two, maybe three downs at a time. If he goes into camp, let's let's go Keanu Ben, being a day one starter, okay? Him in general. If he can get under cam and soak up as much as he possibly can, and in training camp, DK, and in those preseason games, which is why I love preseason games too, okay? You yeah. have an opportunity to see, okay, what does he do against live live reps? And under the lights, as Coach Tomlin like to say, like there is a different monster when you get inside of a stadium. I do think those two first guys, Joey Porter Jr., can be a starter. And I also think for sure Broderick Jones may end up upseeding our guy Dan Moore, man. If Dan doesn't fight DK, how easy of a transition is it for a first-rounder to get drafted when all he's ever played is left tackle? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is going to be – this is this is there are going to be some interesting camp battles. Uh, I'm yeah. not I'm not going to sit here and and script anybody's name in in stone. And by the way, uh, Mike Tomlin said the same thing regarding all of them, and so did their various positional coaches. Yeah, you know when Terrell Austin comes in and says that Joey Porter Jr. isn't guaranteed a starting spot, uh, he's not talking out the wazoo. No, okay, uh, these guys understand what's required in a training camp setting, what they have to prove to people. To win jobs however to try to attack it Roderick jones i think is going to be over there yeah okay uh joey porter jr if he's not over there i don't uh, know what you're doing okay right. meaning i i don't i hate to say that okay but yeah you can say well you lost patrick peterson and levi wallace okay great but then now who's your slot corner are you sticking with arthur Millette? are you trying to move peterson inside like they keep hinting i don't know their best situation is to have is yeah. to have uh, Pete is to have Joey Porter on the outside and Benton here again. Tell me who's on that line 
if Benton isn't? Is it DeMarvin Leal? I don't think so. As a run stopper, no. DeMarvin oh. Leal plays a three technique to a five te- technique to me, meaning he plays over the guard outside or he plays over a tackle head up is kind of the way I see him. Him being in the middle to me, DeMarvin Leal, doesn't signify run stopper. To me, again, legitim- le- legitimately, Keanu Benton is a guy that could potentially – be a day one starter of a run stopper. He's a specialty piece that has a lot of tools to him. So I see those three dudes to me, man, and everybody else fitting in. I neglected to thank John for the $5 contribution. Yeah, thanks, John. I will not neglect to thank Alex Marvan for a two euro. Those are euros. Yeah, yeah. That's about, what, what, 370 maybe close to $4 American yeah, US dollars? Basically, it's, it's, it, I always, whenever I'm over there, like I was last year, it, I just think of it as two bucks. I just like to re, I just like to it's convert it in anymore. my mind. Yeah, 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 yeah. Although eventually, you know what happens? Like even in Canada, you just yeah. go, eh, yeah. it says five bucks. I'm just gonna pay. You don't think about whether it's Canadian dollars or U.S. And Canadian dollars like seventy five cents U.S. or something. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Alex says, "Hey, Moan, are the Steelers a sleeper team?" You know what? We're we're better off that way, and this is my thing. Are so they, somebody right there. They? Yeah, they are. They are. You have to be seen uh, as an underdog. Well, well, let, people let, are picking them fourth. Let me say this: sleeper team, maybe not so much because I think most coaches have evaluated the talent on this team when they do the scouting breakdown. I saw mm-hmm. somebody put this in the, in the, uh, in the comments too. I think what makes them a sleeper team is simply being super young. I think that portion of it to me. If this talent rises to the occasion, like Broderick Jones is just now turning 21, if I'm not mistaken. Like, Najee's still fairly young also. Kenny Pickett's still a young dude as far as his NFL years. There's a lot of inexperience as far as reps on the field. That, to me, is the sleeper element of it. The talent is there. The, The projections and potential of what this team can do is there on the defensive side of the ball. And offensive side of the ball. Sleeper team? Nah, I think you probably side eye them as a man, you just a young punk is the way I would look at this team. I'm gonna be <laughs> honest with you. I'm gonna be like they're super young, but they're frisky. It's the way I would view our team right now if I was playing against them. Ken has a whole list of guests he wants you to write get on them the down show, real man. quick. Let me write them down. <laughs> there you go. He said, Ben Hines. Ben said yes already. Dave is a hard pull because what Dave want to talk about? Let me see, Ben. Hines wait, 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 what would Dave want to talk about? Yeah, he, he don't, he's not going to talk about what y'all want to talk about. I'm telling you that right now. And Debo, Debo would be good, good, good get too. Debo, come on also. He texts me randomly all the time. That's my guy, man. Shout out to Debo. James, that is. Yeah, James yeah. Harrison, for those of you who don't know who, who, who Debo is. <laughs> Think about, yeah. Oh, man, I got to tell you this. Speaking of not knowing who somebody is. So uh, me and my wife go to lunch today, right? And we're sitting down at this spot, and many times somebody asks me what I did. The size is a giveaway. Either I'm a bodyguard, construction worker, or some football player, right? <laughs> bouncer. Some bouncer, okay? The lady was like, hey, how's the synchronized swimming going? And I bust out laughing because that's usually my go-to. Like, you think I play football? Just ask me, right? <laughs> so this lady was like, uh, the lady, her co-worker was with us. She was like, man. Uh, my son loves the Steelers. I'm a Chicago fan. She's going on and on and on. He's like, my wife, uh, he was like, uh, the lady was like, my son, he loves the bus. The lady who was hosting us was like, what's the bus? <laughs> I was like, 
what's the bus? You mean Jerome Bettis? Yeah, she yeah. had no idea what the bus was, man. But we are in Tennessee, and she could care two cents about what Jerome Bettis's nickname was. Oh yeah, that's I. But it, it, let me. Yeah, Steelers fans know, and, and yeah. just like Joe points out here, we all know who Debo is. Joe's yeah, getting mad yeah. at me for pointing out that Debo is James Harrison. Well, the lady down here didn't know what the bus was. <laughs> that was hilarious to me, DK. No, that's uh, that that's that's good stuff here. Um, we have more good questions here. A bomb says, "Hey, Moan, what is the process for undrafted free agents?" From Ramon's experience. Uh, what is the process like? Fast. How about uh, right now? What about rookie camp? You're yeah, coming in with all these draft picks. What do you think when it's you're looking around the field? It's such a blur and stargazing and trying to get your footing. Like the biggest question I think undrafted free agents have is where do I fit in at? Mm-hmm. Like, I, so I feel for those guys this weekend. Depth charts. Depth chart. And like mm-hmm. as far as career goes too, DK, think about it. Like you have no guarantee other than the fact that you got invited to camp. That, to me, is by far one of the scariest places to be as an undrafted free agent. Like, if you know you got talent, that's one thing. But that all is dependent on what the depth is in front of you and how good you actually look when you get your opportunity. A lot goes into that, man. So it's it's fast. It's quick. I've seen some guys come into town, and they never show back up again because they don't get that second call or that second opportunity. You are, I'll say this, though, a part of the team. If you get invited to OTAs and offseason workouts – you're a Pittsburgh Steeler. There is no if ands, or buts about it. You just got to go prove your worth. Since we opened the show with Najee, Blake brings up that Najee needs more passing targets. I happen to agree with that. Where have the screens been? Where have the screens been? <sighs> Sputtering <clears throat> offense, DK. I mean, it, it becomes kind of obvious. Like when you know Najee's kind of getting it in the backfield, he's offset. Offensive line is up in the three, a two point stance. Like, you know, it's for Nodges. So they probably just got away with it to protect them. They got to break some tendencies this time around. You like blocking for screens? Love it. Absolutely. Because uh, you defensive players are dumb. You can just set them up. <laughs> <laughs> what you want from me, DK? Thanks for watching, everybody. Thanks. That was dope. That's right. Hey, Debo, you want to come on my show? I think defensive players are dumb. <laughs> no, but here's the thing. It could be third and seven. You set it up like it's a running. I mean, like it's a pass play. Every D lineman wants a sack. So I'd be laughing like, oh, man, you beat me inside. And then I block him inside so the screen can get out. Like that's that's why I loved it. it I don't want to call it a playoff, but if you set it up, getting that chunk play, those chunk yards after the fact, that is a beautiful place to be at, DK. Well, I love this question. <laughs> Probably more than I should. Uh, Robbie Jones says, hey, Moan, yeah, yeah, yeah. how did you like playing a game on Thanksgiving Day? Uh, it was beautiful if we won. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's after the game. If we won, it was beautiful, man. But I, I always – I never took for granted those holiday games because I remember being a kid watching those holiday games and being like, man, that's so cool. And not even realizing in my youth, like somebody wins and somebody loses and they got to go home and have some turkey after the fact, right? Uh, but it was always super cool to me. And this is why all eyes are on you for that night. And we had those late games and stuff like that, those Christmas Eve games. Nothing better, DK. I'm telling you, that is a beautiful, beautiful setting, especially if you're a, comp- a competing team. See, what Ramon's not telling you here and where I was hoping he'd go with this. Oh, where? No, because you kind of did here. They couldn't care less 
the athletes, if you're asking if they about Thanksgiving or Christmas or if yeah. they lose their New Year's, <laughs> they are like this. They are like their head coach, okay? Yeah. He totally doesn't get it when it comes to holidays. He is just – he is so locked into whatever the next freaking game is Mm-hmm. He doesn't. He's not even thinking about anything. Now, I have seen, and and you've experienced it. Yeah. Though, where the head coach will say on Thanksgiving, he'll let you guys on a Thursday. Yeah. He will let you guys out early after a practice. He won't. Yep. He won't have come you in early around. too. Yeah. Come in early and get out early. Go home and do your thing with your family. Otherwise, holidays don't even exist. Yeah. And it's just you are in football season. So so this is where it starts actually with Coach T uh, in that sentiment, right, DK? As soon as you make the team, it's usually Labor Day weekend. Mm-hmm. And we'll usually – everybody has off, right, to have usually a 9 to 5 on Labor Day. Mm-hmm. Yep. Coach T's first words mm-hmm. in those meetings is this. After the 53 is set and we are practicing on that bonus Labor Day Monday. Hey, man, you'd rather be laboring on Labor Day, wouldn't you? Yeah, Coach, we would be. Thank you for the job. <laughs> So he he sets that up early in the season, be like, hey, there's a lot of people not laboring on Labor Day, and you have that opportunity here. So holidays, yeah, you're right, are just another day for us. And Coach T gives that story each year around the Christmas and holiday time about how his parents worked at the shipyard in Virginia, Maryland area, and they were getting extra overtime to show up. He was like, you guys have the ability to go play football. He's like, you got all the extra overtime in your pay grade already. Appreciate Mm -hmm. these moments, man. So, yeah, that's – that's something that always hit home with the guys. I really like this one too, Corey. We have some good questions today. Hey, Moan, does the schedule release date, which by the way, is Thursday night? They're, they're putting out the the schedule, the order of games. Everyone already knows the Steelers' opponents, but it'll be the order of games, what days of the week. Does that mean anything to players when it happens? You know what? Yes. Really? Yes, it does. That surprises me a little For, bit. It could be a combination of a few things. If you have a London game, where does it fall? Okay. Okay. <laughs> where does That's the bye one. week fall? Right? And where are your divisional opponents at? Like having Baltimore within three weeks, two times within three weeks? Like, okay, how late in the season is that? How soon do we get Cleveland out of the way? Like where are the West Coast trips? Like is it late in the season? Because I'm going to be really tired by then. So there's a bunch of stuff that you factor in when it comes down to – uh, how you view the schedule. So, yeah, you, you look at it. Definitely, DK. Definitely look at it. What I look at more than anything, the instant the schedule comes out, is the run of games at the very beginning. How much of a grace period are you getting to formulate your football team the yeah. way you want it to be? Uh, are you going to have a chance to run up you know, some, you know, some AFC South games to get yourself – comfortable yeah yeah for real or you know or is it going to be just instant gauntlet knocks everybody down demoralizes everybody you see what i'm saying yeah yeah. that's the thing that i look i I look at more than anything else after that you start getting into the nitty-gritty the thursday games and all that other stuff yeah you and and all of that does play into it my brother actually showed up in here man let me put him up here real quick Ron Slay, y'all be sure to hit that like button for the Ramon Foster Show. I, I mean, it's only right. Shout out to my brother, man. He actually got a membership, too. Check him out. He is uh, he is quite the supporter, <laughs> to say the, the least, all man. over Twitter yeah. and, and and everywhere. Yes, uh, Ron, does his, Ron, by the way, does his own show. He does. Uh, um, and actually does a lot of work. 
He does. We're both in the uh, media. Now. And that's my actual brother, too. We have the same father. Uh, but he's mm-hmm. now on the SEC Network. He's the basketball player. Uh, SEC Network. He's doing a lot of stuff right now, too. So you're right. He's a big-time supporter. Uh, but, DK, the other thing, too, home opener, home or away. That that counter matters a little bit. Yeah, Steelers don't really get those. But they always <laughs> seem to open on the road. I, I want to think it's like 10 out of the last 12. And Mr. Rooney said something, didn't he, this, he this offseason? about that. He said it'd be nice if that ended. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was something to that effect. Yeah, buddy. You know, um, that's uh, – here's here's Brian. I love these sideways questions. I'm going to read this to you it. first. Go ahead. I'm going to read what Brian actually says. And then after that, I'm going to translate what Brian actually <laughs> wants to say. Okay? Say it, DK. Yeah. Brian says, hey, Moan, is it possible to evaluate a coordinator, specifically an offensive coordinator, during the preseason? Okay, what Brian's actually asking, hey, Moan, if the Steelers only score one touchdown in their very first preseason game, <laughs> can we rocket Matt Canada to the moon without any sort of uh, you know, a suit Attachment. or anything like that. Just yeah. anything. We just send him up there naked. Yeah. That's what Brian's actually asking. That's that's exactly what he's asking. <laughs> he's also asking, is there anybody behind Matt Canada that can call plays if he is rocketed into now, the sun? Right yeah. now. Uh, again, my, my standpoint on Canada is this. I think he's here for stability and growth of Kenny. Say what you want to about it, but not changing offenses and play schemes and names and stuff like that. I think should be more productive for Kenny Pickett. Uh, but I will also say this too. Uh, I, I do think if Kenny grabs the offensive control, control, development, all those types of things you want from a year two guy, and Matt Canada doesn't show growth in his pay, play calling, there's a conversation to be had probably at the end of the year. I don't know if Coach Tomlin's ever let go of an assistant coach, OC, anybody like that during the season. So I'm going to put that pipe dream somewhere else. I feel like he came close this past season. I mean, when he's saying he's standing there at the podium after whatever it was, how many losses in a row and how many games in a row where they hadn't scored any touchdowns, and he says something like, we're all on the line or whatever, instead of just saying, I'm not talking about coaches the way he usually would. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And was that the the break – yeah. Mm-hmm. Was was that the break right there where they started to turn the offense around a little bit more too? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, Wade needs a DK translator button. We, yeah. should, we should make one of those. We that's so what that that's that's all Brian was saying. Yeah, it's just, everybody you. finds this way to just kind of tap dance around it. Mm-hmm. I would really like to have Matt Canada fired, Moan. How do we go about doing that? Uh Mr. Lamborghini Leglock comes in and says, Any player has any player ever been on the injured list? Who's actually healthy? That's uh, that's roster manipulation. Yeah, that would be roster manipulation. That's a fine behind that too. If you got something, uh, is I mean, if you're on that list, you, you usually have something going on too. So whether it be look, I need a day. Well, that's players. That's coach's decision. Or uh, I need a day. It's probably because I have a lingering injury, like an ankle. It could be something back. It can shoulder. So now nah, that that usually doesn't happen. Coach will just give you that day off. Thanks uh, for the contributions uh, that that have been coming in here from Greg, from Mr. Lamborghini. Uh, Those are are, are all appreciated. Alan in Maryland comes in and says, I'm retired, and I just watch the the clock for the Ramon Foster show to start. I I love it. 
Um, we have we have a lot of people that are that are doing that now. It's very very cool. Definitely uh, appreciate that. Don says, "Watch Jalen, watch Jalen Warren spectate separate is what he separate. meant. Separate. Okay, he does mean yeah. separate. Separate himself this year. I am telling you, he's going to be special. Uh, he's a dog. I start that one for a reason, DK. Tell me what that is. It, it's everybody loves the backup." Uh, do I think Jalen can be special? Special yes. is a strong word. Come on, Mon. Special to the special offense, is, DK. I mean, special. special is Barry Sanders. And, and, and I, that, I just, you know. So, and and that's where I'm headed. Like, everybody loves the backup, correct? Like, everybody yeah. loves the flash in the pan. Everybody loves the guy behind the guy until you give the guy behind him the actual ball and say, hey, go do your thing now. Mm-hmm. Like, they're special together. Nobody's wearing nobody's wearing anybody down for for Jalen if if Najee isn't there. Yeah, J- Jalen does his thing because of Najee because like they have this yin yang tandem that they have working for one another. I- I'll tell you guys this: that want to separate one and two, one it, buy one of their jerseys in your support. Okay, that's number <laughs> one. But but two, like watch them just do work. You don't get this. It's rare we've had a real a real two back tandem as young guys right dk in a mm-hmm. while that you just know are quality one's a first rounder one's an undrafted guy and enjoy it okay because look at zeke and pollard now like it's a little different mm-hmm. sergio brings up a similar subject about injuries is how transparent will the steelers be about darnell washington's health concern um, and how is it that we never knew about juju's uh, injury like you did, DK. Well, first of all, if I knew it, then you knew it. I'm not in a. I'm a reporter. I'm. Yeah. I'm in the exact opposite of the business of keeping secrets. Okay. Yeah. When I find something out, my exactly. job is to let you know about it. So, yeah. uh, if you were reading our site, you knew about Juju's knee, and yeah. nothing surprised you about what followed that. Now, as far as Darnell goes, listen. They don't have to tell you anything other than whether or not somebody practiced. Yeah, and why they didn't did or didn't practice? They're not going to do Sergio a thing where they say, uh, "Well, uh, we had a doctor examine Darnell's knee, and the blah 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 ligament is doing this yeah. and this and this." You're not going to get that. Yeah, you're just no. not going to know. So your transparency, if that's what you're thinking of here, is going to be a zero. Yeah, you need to be a doctor at the combine and get that type of information, <laughs> right, DK? Like that's oh, the only yeah. way you're going to be able to get that. So the Darnell uh, Washington's knee. This is the thing about it. Like, players, like, Juju had probably his stuff for a while, but he showed up on game day. Some of those long runs and stuff he had like that, those big-time plays, like, there was stuff that had to be done to get him to the field. Like, that's the thing about, like, the NFL. It's a matter of can you go. Like, and you know when you can and when you can't. And there's also the ability to manage that, too, through training. I mean, through the training staff and the coaching staff watching after guys. Those DMP days did not practice. It may be because of that type of stuff. How many of you actually saw the effects of Juju's knee? Heck, he just signed a new deal, nice deal for his position in New England. Mm-hmm. So that that's the answer right there. Darnell Washington's young, right? And if this is something that he has to get scoped, cleaned out really quick, we have enough time. Yeah, none, none of this matters mm-hmm. until September whenever the season starts. If we're being very honest about it, DK, right? It, I mean, it mm-hmm. does because he needs the professional reps. But if he's there on opening day, blocking on the end of the line, what are we talking about? Really I don't want to dead it here. like that because it could be an issue. But, mm-hmm. yeah. 
good one here from David. Do players receive dollars directly from their jersey sales? Uh, I can actually answer that. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Um, The way jersey sales work, the way merchandise sales work, and the reason that you can't go into a shop like ours or over, you know, at the Steelers Pro Shop or whatever at Akershur, the reason that you can't walk in there and say, I want a Steelers jersey that has no number on the back. Do you ever notice they all have them? They have a number and a name. The reason for that is, is that the league has a relationship with the National Football League Players Association, of which Ramon was a representative. And the revenue is shared between the league and the union, which then disburses the, mm-hmm. the proceeds evenly okay, yep. among its membership. Right, Moan? Yes, it does. There's so, a pot, so but you- there is a separate pot, too. <laughs> like when you see those top 10 jersey sale guys, they get yes. a separate check. Yes. They do. They do. But there is a pot of money that goes in and split down the middle for everybody. That's uh, part of our collective bargaining agreement, too. And uh, that that to me. Yeah, that's what happens in those situations right there. Not everybody's is, is the same when it comes. No, to as that. always, the quarterbacks get paid. Yeah, they do. That hot running back does, man, for sure. That, by the way, is an outlier in sports. Uh, in baseball, oh, yeah? it's all split evenly. In hockey, it's all split evenly. Hmm. So, yeah, Very I have no idea about the NBA since we don't have a team. Recently, I ended up getting a uh, a check for like $13. Somebody bought something <laughs> and then put my name <laughs> on it, and I ended up getting like $13. I was like, I got a check from who bought something. So whoever you are, thank you. <laughs> they they got to be watching the show, right? 13 bucks, DK, 13 bucks, man, absolutely. You know who I think it was? I think it was our auntie in uh... – Auntie Aaron, yeah, Auntie this Aaron was Tennessee. That that this sounds like was. she she would walk into a place and say, "Where is your Ramon Foster gear?" Anybody has ever bought one, I'm appreciative of it. That is for sure, man. Uh, good stuff here. We're gonna take a couple more today. Mark Lancaster says, "I think Corey Trice will surprise a lot of folks this offseason." You're not the only one asking about Corey Trice today, which I find interesting in and of itself. Seventh round pick, but he yeah. has gotten a lot of attention from the fan base and. I understand that you have a six-three corner, a six-three yeah. outside corner. Yeah, if he can play, that's something, man. That's a win. Yeah, that's a, even if he he's just have to be good. Listen to he me. If he's to play. if he's just using his physical attributes without getting yeah. holding calls, DK. Like, and if his feet are good and his speed is good and his recovery and hips, like, think about that. Like, for him to go that late, he's got some deficiencies, right? If he's able to like find those and and just minimize them to the core of him, DK, gosh, you want to talk about a home run hit for a guy like that, man? Can you imagine that size of him and eventually Joy Porter on the outside? Lord, come on, man, that would be phenomenal, man. You want to talk about bully ball off the edge? Like you got a no fly zone, and you got guys getting after the quarterback. That would be a beautiful defense in my mind, man. Hmm. Uh, Zach comes in uh, also with a contribution. Thanks for that, Zach. Hey, Moan, off-topic question, but do you think Mason Rudolph gets a second chance in the NFL uh, since he says he's done with the Steelers? He didn't say he was done with the Steelers. Oh, boy. Yeah, I think he does. Mason's a very competent no, I, I quarterback. I do think he is done with the Steelers. I don't – he didn't say any such thing. Well, when it when you look at it, he should be – he should have a job in the NFL. Oh, Mason yeah. Rudolph. He should have a job. Uh, It comes down to what fit and what expectations. The one thing about Mason, 
he does have a strong personality, but he was able to sit behind Ben and just be cool, though. And I, I hope whatever role he goes into, because right now he's backup status until given that opportunity again, right, DK? Mm-hmm. Yes. And his his personality of wanting to be a starter is phenomenal, but it's when you're the backup, you're the assistant. Like, the franchise guy is the one who carries the water and, like, really runs the show. So I want to see how he meshes with a group somewhere. Yeah, I mean, Mason, I I hear all the time how he didn't get chances and everything. He had chances. You're on the field, you have a chance. He did. You're in practices, you have a chance. Yeah. Okay, if you're the best quarterback in practice, the only people who need to see this are there. Yeah. Yeah. We don't need to – reporters don't need to see it. Fans don't need to see it. If the coaches see that you're the best quarterback at practice, you're going to be the guy. He wasn't. I, I will say the his bad luck of being on the field, getting hit with a helmet, getting knocked out, like that that, that kind of stymied his growth a little bit as far as those opportunities go. Uh, we talked about it last week when Duck was able to, you know, start. Like, mm-hmm. I just think Mason had just – he was out of it in the sense of, like, trying to find answers. You know what I'm saying? Mr. Lamborghini comes in with why doesn't Omar manipulate the cap to stock up? I'm not sure what that means. Manipulate the cap, move money forward, and being able to play in free agency. Omar, to me, Mr. Lamborghini leg lock has done almost everything possible that you can need a GM to do in this offseason. I he, cannot believe how smoothly that rolled off your tongue. Man, that's Mr. Crazy. Lamborghini leg lock. You said it like it was nothing. But but because he he, he <laughs> listen to me, Mr. Lamborghini leg lock, he's he's childish just like me. If I was trying to really have a nickname, that would be mine. Mine would be Mr. <laughs> Lamborghini truck leg lock. You feel me, DK? Like I'm here for a good time, just like Mr. Lamborghini leg lock. That's all. That's all that is, DK. I'm really, really impressed <laughs> with that alone here. Closing out today's show, BJ comes in with a real winner. <laughs> Got anything special going on Friday? Ah, I think yeah. he's asking if you might be partaking in some form or other in the rookie mini camp. You've oh. had involvement with the rookie class since retiring. I have. Uh, if I do, it'll be during the summertime before the season kickoff or something like that. Nah, nothing special this Friday going on for me. It's Mother's Day weekend. Fellas, uh, ladies also to your moms and maybe daughters, like, everybody go get something for your mothers this this mother's day weekend and spend time with them if for anything so it's mother's day weekend don't mess that up especially you fellas boy if y'all come in here monday ticked off and y'all can't watch our show because the wife threw the computer out the window that's y'all fuckers i warned you already you better go get us something nice john's coming in with one at the very end here we can't say no to him since he comes with a contribution hey moan i don't think we've got a real slot corner what's your thoughts that means that john doesn't like arthur mallette to apply my translator here again (laughs) with that being said what i would tell you is this let it play itself out john i wish i can tell you that answer what if mallette got a little bit better what if it's minimized a little bit because the rush and the run stoppage is a little bit better, too, this year. Like, there's so many things into having a very solid slot corner. I would also ask you this. Give me 10 solid slot corners in the league that you can go by. One in general for me, the one I absolutely know is two. Uh, Cam Sutton and, uh, and, and, and uh, God, Lee, um, Mike Hilton. Yeah. I, I can't name many past that because we don't pay attention to them until they're giving up plays. Yeah. Am I being honest about that? No, DJ? I, I miss I miss Mike Hilton every day that he's gone on so many levels. And twice you know? on Sundays, man. Twice yeah, on Sundays. Yeah, oh, especially on Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
you know? Uh, you know so LT comes in with how about Trace in the slide? Trace <laughs> is going to become our resident superhero next. He is. Just like Darnell Washington was our pre-draft uh, darling, remember? Mm-hmm. Wasn't a board or team that didn't want Darnell Washington. So now Trice is our guy. Yeah, this program was all over Darnell Washington before he became a Steeler somehow, magically. We, we did third it. Third round. Can we take credit for that? <laughs> we mm-hmm. did that. Who's going to stop us, right? I might even text Omar. Thank our show for that, okay? <laughs> He'll hit me back like, stop it, Ramon. <laughs> he never, he never would have fallen to 93 without us, man. Yeah, 93 bro. overall. For you that better player. believe it. I, I kind of roll with Tommy Pons. Uh, he's losing Hilton was a huge mistake. Mike Hilton price was just high for what they were willing to pay at the time, though, too. There yeah. is that business. Yeah, he was expensive. That's for sure here. All right, Moan. We will do uh, – We'll do another one of these tomorrow, eh? Yeah. That's you Canadian, s- by the I way. I thought that was Canadian. Yeah. That was nice, DK. Hey, yeah. hey, you'd be cool. And there are no theatrics or anything after the show, DK. No, uh, no, not today. Oh, never, no, never stay tuned through the outro. You'll never learn anything. You'll never get a laugh out of it or anything. Never do anything, DK. <laughs> All right, bye. <laughs> About to, what is that, hey buddy? <laughs> here's my here's my my pet right here, DK. Look look, what are you doing? What do you want to say? <laughs> <laughs> this show gets more ridiculous with every passing day. Love you guys, man. Right, let's do it again tomorrow. Bye. <laughs> uh.